Welcome everyone, live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live. My name is Alex and my co-hosts today are Cara, Ludi and Tilly. Our special guest today is Dean of the Faculty of Health Serve Science, Youth and Community Studies at Holmes Glen, Dr. Gabrielle Kudakides. Hi Gabrielle, welcome to the show. Thank you and thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here. <laughs> so you're a registered nurse and midwife with extensive experience in healthcare. What inspired you to become a nurse? I guess I've always, I actually came here to the academy. So I'm, a, I'm an old student here from here as well. And I think some of those um, values about you know, caring for people really came through and it was just one of the things that I always wanted to do and it was a real passion of mine. When I was here in Year 12, my dad became really unwell and was actually in hospital for a number of weeks at St Vincent's Hospital and um, and so I think that also really just reinforced for me that I really wanted to get into nursing and I kind of wanted to make a difference um, and, yeah, it was just just a passion of mine. Uh, hi, Gabby. I'm Cara. And how long have you been working in nursing? And can you tell me a little bit more about your nursing career? Yes, sure. Ah, well, I went into nursing straight out of school. So that was when I was 17. So we're looking at a career that kind of spans about 40 years um, in the nursing sector. So I did general nursing and then I um, and I worked here at St V's and then I wanted to um, do midwifery and I, I loved working with babies and, and women and children so I did midwifery. Um, after I'd been working for a couple of years I also decided that I really wanted to make a difference in nursing and that I thought becoming a teacher and teaching nurses how to do the right thing um, was also something that I wanted to do. So I then went and did education in nursing and then started um, teaching um, nursing students. I also then, um, I remember I was, I was still at home at 25 and my mother came to me and said, um, you know, what are you doing with your life? And I kind of said, well, you know, I was working, working as a nurse, I was working as a midwife. Um, but there was a job going in the Northern Territory on one of the most remote Aboriginal communities in Australia and she said, why don't you apply for it? So I did. Um, they flew me to Alice Springs. I'd never been to Alice Springs before. Then I got on a mail plane, so a tiny little plane. Um, they took me out to the um, community, which is about 560 kilometres west of Alice Springs um, went there and I was interviewed in a, in a quite a small room. Most of the community were in there um, and apparently I tripped over a dog when I was walking into the interview So and I started laughing as I've walked in there and they all decided, okay, well, we want, we want her to be our nurse. So I worked there for about a year um, and I had a, um, just as a side note, I got given a, a baby um, kangaroo or Joey because the mother had died so I looked after him for a year and I called him Lord Melbourne so um, and I learnt so much on that community I learned a lot about our First Nations cultures and 
very spiritual um, people. So I had a great time and then the year after that I went and worked um, in Catherine and I taught Aboriginal health workers for a year, um, which I absolutely loved. Um, and then I was missing home and came back home and started teaching enrolled nurses. So we've got two levels of nurses in Australia. We've got a registered nurse and enrolled nurse. So I was teaching them for many years. Then after that, I kind of, I was doing my master's in public health and started working for a local council um, as a senior health as a senior health planner. Then I also did a bit of a stint in um, SCOPE, um, which is working with dis people with a disability as a senior health planner for them. Um, and then I was also approached by the nurses board. So at the moment we've got, well, now we have a national board, but um, quite a few years ago, up until about 11 or 12 years ago, each of the states and territories had their own nurses board. So I was asked to go and work there. And so I looked after education providers and um, helped them with their accreditation. And also... I had a project working on the scope of practice for nurses and midwives for Victoria. So um, after that, I was asked to go and work at Holmes Glen um, as a manager for um, one of the largest um, departments there. And so I've been there probably for about 14 years now um, at Holmes Glen and I've gone from being the manager and now the dean um, of the faculty. So it's the largest faculty and I've got courses ranging from courses for young adults with a disability all the way through to degree programs in health, um, nursing, aged care, disability, community services and justice programs. Hi Gabby, I'm Tilly. So how has the healthcare industry changed from when you started like 40 years ago you said? Yes. <laughs> Thanks for that reminder. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, look, it's it's changed in leaps and bounds. Um, I think just the the technology and the technology is still changing, and that's what we're you know instilling into our students because um, we have to embrace technology and it's ever changing. And so the way that I used to do addressing, you don't do the do it the same way. The um, medications and what we often used to dress wounds, we don't do those anymore. You know, I looked after people that had um, like a hip replacement. We used to keep them in bed for two weeks. You weren't allowed to move. Now, within 24 hours, they're up walking around. So there's all these kind of changes. There's a lot of research that's happened in healthcare. Um, so, yeah, and you've really, and this is what we try and still announce, you've really got to keep up to date, um, yeah, with the changes in technology and what's what research also tells us too. Hi, Gabby, I'm Libby. So before we noticed you, you said you had experience working in Indigenous healthcare. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. I was a community nurse, so I was. this was one of the most remote communities um, in Australia. Um, there was uh, another nurse, a male nurse that was there. And then we had a doctor after I'd been there for about four months who came for about three days a week and then he and his family would go out bush. So the rest of the time it was myself um, and uh, another nurse. And the clinic was um, we had a clinic and there was a men's section and there was also a um, 
a women's section as well. So um, the the women and the babies would come to one part and I would look after them and then the male nurse would look after um, the other, um, the, the male um, clients. We, one of the things that I established when I was there, there wasn't a, an immunisation um, schedule for all the young children in the community. A lot of them hadn't had immunisations for a couple of years. So I went through all the files, established a, um, a, a, a timeline and we put it up on a great big whiteboard in the front of the clinic. And then what I had was um, old elders coming in, having a look at the board and then going out to grab the young, um, the young ch child that might have needed an immunisation. So that was really important for me because um, that was to make sure that these young people didn't get sick, um, which a lot of them did. I did a lot of um, health promotion. Um, I was given a skin name when I was there and so I've been out hunting for lizard because it was lizard dreaming area. So um, that was really amazing for me. I learned a lot about the culture. They also have what's called um, a nunkari and a nunkari is like a witch doctor. And so he used to work alongside me as well um, in the clinic too. So, um, yeah, it was very, it was very special that time. I learnt a lot. Um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live, live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Alex and my co-hosts today are Cara, Ludi and Tilly. And our special guest today is Dean of the Faculty of Health, Science, Youth and Community Studies at Holmes Glen, Dr. Gabrielle Katakoudis. Um, What made you want to help Indigenous communities and how are you doing it? Look, at the time it was literally my mum saying, you know, what are you doing with your life? And so I, I went off there and now um, I, in my role, I work with organisations that work um, with First Nations peoples. I work with um, the Congress of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Nurses and Midwives. Um, I chair and how I'm working with them is I'm also a chair and founding member of um the National Enrolled Nurse Advisory Council. And so we're working with Katsunam to try and um, encourage um, young people, First Nations people, to come into healthcare and to come into nursing. And so we're working with them about pathways. Um, a lot of um, our First Nations young people have literacy issues, have numeracy issues. So it's about assisting them in some of our um, pathway courses um, in Certificate 2, Certificate 3, then on to Diploma and then hopefully on to the Bachelor of Nursing. So that's some of the work that we're currently um, working with and that's one of my aims is to make sure that we increase the number of our First Nations peoples in, um, in nursing. Um, so you said that you've obviously spent a lot of time with like the Aboriginal communities. What kind of like morals and values did you take away from that? They're a very spiritual people and where I was in the, the desert, they were probably one of the last to come out of the desert in the, in the, 19, in the 80s, uh, yeah, in the 1980s. Um, and so English was their, you know, third, fourth, fifth language for a lot of them, but family is really important to them and that's what I took away, very spiritual um, group that I worked with um, 
on the community and, yeah, very family-orientated. Um, have you noticed a difference between Indigenous and non-Indigenous communities in terms of the attention healthcare gets? It's not so much about the attention. I think it's still about closing the gap. So we know that our First Nations people have um, lower health outcomes than um, the rest of the population. Um, we also know, and so the research tells us, that um, that if a First Nations person is cared for by a First Nations healthcare worker, whether it be a nurse, a doctor, dentist, they have better outcomes. The research, the latest research shows us that only 1.6% of all nursing and midwifery um, midwives in Australia are only First Nations. So this is something that we've we've all really got to, got to work with. Um, have you faced any setbacks in your career and how do you overcome them? Look, no, I haven't. I've been really lucky and, um, and I think that's part of my reflections that I always say to people, I'm really lucky and then they say to me, no, you're not, you've just worked really hard and, and I have but I think and if I was to give any of you any advice is you find something that you love, that you're passionate about um, and and that's what's held me in good stead. I've always loved my work and I've always had a goal of this is what I want to achieve. So, you know, when I started out in nursing I thought oh, I want to be able to teach nurses so that they can be the best nurses because I had fabulous educators when I was nursing. And now, um, and now I'm kind of leading um, others so that they instill that um, into their students as well so they can go out there and be great graduates and passionate about what they're doing. And how do you feel you have, you have contributed to make to creating a better community? Yeah, so, so I think part of it is that, like really instilling, um, making sure that, you know, every single student that does a course that's in my faculty comes out as a safe, competent graduate so that they can work, work in the community with people because that's what they're doing. They're all working with people in the courses that um, that are in my faculty. So I'm helping them to do that. I'm working, um, I sit on some national um, committees. I'm also hoping, really pushing to make sure that we've got, um, you know, nurses and enrolled nurses in particular being utilised in the workforce appropriately because we have a workforce crisis um, in health at the moment. So I'm advocating for that. And I'm also um, the chair and a founding member of, of a charity where um, we raise funds for research into sarcoma, which is a quite a rare cancer um, that's mainly in young people. And that is to find to fund research into um, into finding a cure um, for this really rare cancer because it has terrible effects for young people and also um, for um, for their families and friends. So they're just some of the ways that hopefully I'm contributing to the community. Um, so how have you seen the change of men and women's roles in the healthcare industry over time? Look, I guess they're really um, – it hasn't really affected me because I've been predominantly in, in women um, 
in, in professions that women are predominantly in. So, um, but what we're trying to get is because we do need more men, you know, as nurses coming into to healthcare. Um, we often do see that if there are males in healthcare, they do tend to get the leadership um, positions. Um, but I think that's changing. It just does depend on where you work. Um, so, yeah, so I'm in a women, a predominantly women, a woman profession. So, yeah. Um, and what message would you share to the young academy students today who are interested in healthcare? Do it. <laughs> um, what I say to everyone is, um, and I've got, you know, young nieces and nephews as well. As I said before, find something that, that you love and that you're passionate about. Then work hard and study hard. And I learnt that from being here as well. That's what was stilled into me. If you work hard, study hard, you'll get to, to where you want to go. I would say have goals. So once you get yourself a job, um, once you've decided what career that you want, then kind of start setting yourself goals and, and thinking about, well, how can I get there? I'm lucky I have predominantly um, women in my leadership group team and what I'm hoping to do is also instil in them about how to be great leaders as women and that's about making sure that, um, that you're a respectful leader, that you're a mindful leader um, and that, yeah, that you support women to be, you know, the same thing. So, um, yeah, so that we can bring on leaders as we go through. But we definitely need leaders in the healthcare area. So think about it as a career. I've had an amazing career um, and I wouldn't have had it if I hadn't started off in nursing. So I fully recommend it. So before you were talking about, I think, an organisation that you founded. So when did you found that and... What sort of made you wanted to do that? Which one? The charity or the? Uh, the charity. The charity. So the charity is called Kicking Goals um, for Zav and that was um, my godson lost his life to sarcoma when he was 17. So we only had I think six months from diagnosis to when we lost him. Um, and we worked hard with, he was at Peter Mac and he was also at St Vincent's and one of the doctors at Peter Mac um, ran this, um, well, it's now called the Austra Australasian and New Zealand Sarcoma um, Association. They're funded by Cancer Australia but they need funds um, for particularly some of the rare cancers. So we know that you know, breast cancer, lung cancer, bowel cancer, we hear a lot about it, that in the media. But a lot of the smaller cancers, the rare ones, don't often get a lot of funding. So that was one of the things we wanted a legacy um, and to make sure that other families don't experience kind of what what we went through and what Xavier's family went through. Um, unfortunately, that's all that we have time for today. Thank you to Gabrielle. It's been a great pleasure talking to you today. Um, live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia, you have been listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live. My name is Alex and my co-hosts today were Cara, Ludi and Tilly. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have found the information today useful. Until next time, have a great day.